1: everyone and welcome to this church service recorded for Access Radio this day. I'm Father Vaughan Leslie, I'm the parish priest of St. Joseph's Cathedral in Dunedin and the hill suburbs and it's my great pleasure to be with you for this short time of prayer and reflection. As you may be wondering, you don't know anything about me, but don't worry. A little bit later I'll share a little bit about my history, where I've come from, And just a a few things that I've been doing to help give you a bit of an insight into uh, who I am and maybe help you to relate to the the prayers we enter into today. As we begin this time of reflection, let us pray and ask the Lord to be with us. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honour you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. For our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. And to begin our time of prayer and reflection today, we're going to have a, a psalm. And to help us enter into it, I will pray the verse of the psalm and then pause for about um, five minutes or so. It's not five minutes. Gosh, that's going to be far too long, and I'll run out of time. About five to ten seconds. Of course, the trouble with pauses on the radio is everyone wonders whether it's still there, so we'll keep it fairly short. But this is Psalm 145. It is the Lord who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is he who gives bread to the hungry, the Lord who sets prisoners free. It is the Lord who gives sight to the blind, who raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord who protects the stranger and upholds the widow and orphan. It is the Lord who loves the just, but thwarts the path of the wicked. The Lord will reign for forever, Zion's God from age to age. These words of the psalmist help us to reflect on the great mystery of God and the way in which he transforms everything. That, of course, is from the Old Testament, and we are people of the resurrection in Christ. And so now let us hear from Christ himself as we greet the gospel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad with me. Your reward will be great in heaven. Hallelujah! Alleluia. alleluia. And this is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up the hill. There he sat down and was joined by his disciples. Then he began to speak. This is what he taught them. How happy are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy the gentle, they shall have the earth for their heritage. Happy those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. Happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. Happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, they shall be called children of God. Happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are you when people abuse you, and persecute you, and speak all kinds of calumny against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, my dear brothers and sisters, as we have just listened to this gospel, we hear Christ talking to those who want to hear his message. And it's interesting to note at the beginning of this gospel that Jesus sits down with the crowd. They are seated. In other words, they aren't going anywhere. They are receptive. They want to hear. And so these beatitudes, these blessings of God, these nine that are recorded here in Matthew's Gospel, tell us of how God turns things on their heads, taking something that might be painful, like mourning, or the sadness that we experience, or the war or the persecution we might experience, and turns it on its head for a believer. Now, if you were a student at university, you might think, well, I'm going to systematically go through these nine Beatitudes and explain them all. And uh, for your relief, I have a a limit to uh, the time I have. So I'm only going to pick out one. Because often when we look at the scriptures, it's helpful to look at something specific. Otherwise, too much can wash over us. And so the one Beatitude I want to consider today is this one. Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right. They shall be satisfied. So the negative in this really is that there is, at times, things that are not right. And that those who want to make things right will actually be satisfied. When we think about what isn't right, we can think in many different ways, or to think of what is right. We might think in our own lives, in our own situation, what isn't quite working? Or maybe where is there injustice? Or for example, what has happened to me personally that hasn't been addressed that was wrong? And so thirsting for what is right is about giving everyone their due in justice. Somebody who is vigorous about the truth and fairness is someone who is thirsting for what is right. Sometimes, though, of course, it's very difficult to actually feel like we're making any progress. We might feel that there might be corruption all around us. And when we look at world events at the moment, we can see so many things going on, so many different messages being played out in global platforms of communication or governments and conflicts and all of these things and it can become somewhat overwhelming but the lord is asking us to be people who thirst for what is right and when we thirst for what is right he tells us that we will be satisfied when we experience satisfaction or being satisfied it's a bit like after that wonderful meal that we've prepared and we've eaten and we sit back and think yes I have everything I need, I've had a very pleasurable experience, and I'm now going to enjoy resting. And these Beatitudes really speak to us about what it is to rest in the Lord. So I encourage you this day, this day in which you hear this message, to ask yourselves what it is that you are searching for to be made right. Maybe as I said something in your own life, Maybe there's something of unforgiveness or something you're holding against somebody, a friend or a neighbor or a family member. What do you need to put right? What do we maybe all as a group, as a community, need to put right and to search for what is right? When we do that, we end up being blessings of God to other people. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, this time of reflection, some of you may be wondering, well, who am I? Who's Father Vaughan Leslie? Who is this uh, priest that's just turned up in Dunedin? Well, I've been a priest for, uh, I think now, make me think, um, 22 years. And I'm a priest of the Diocese of Dunedin. And for those who aren't uh, Catholics uh, listening, uh, in New Zealand, we have six dioceses. And as a diocesan priest, I'm fixed to one of those geographical regions, which for me is Otago and Southland. However, I've been fortunate to sometimes be on loan to other parts of the country as a priest. And so uh, I was just calculating all the parishes I've worked in uh, over those uh, 22 years, and it's um, quite a lot, uh, starting in in Gore and Tianau. And, and Riversdale and Tapanui and Waikaka, some of you may not have even heard of these places, uh, through to um, being here in Dunedin some years ago in South Dunedin, Tainui, Forbury, uh, to going to Ranfurley, to Western Southland, Nightcaps, the Teutau, Rivers Riverton, um, then up to Palmerston North, uh, and then to Alexandra, and then to Whanganui. So that's basically where I've been over those... Um, 22 years which is a lot of shifts but during that time working in parishes with uh, different people you see a lot as a priest you're working with people often at times where they are at their lowest or at their most excited Um, just the other day i had a real mixed bag a morning mass uh, followed by a baptism a burial and a wedding and it wasn't um, three weddings or four weddings and a funeral or whatever that movie is, but you do see the joys and the sorrows all at once. And so that is parish ministry for for a priest. But one of the highlights, uh, I would say, over those 22 years for me is actually not so much in parishes, that's the daily life of the priest, but in a ministry I was given uh, by actually Bishop Colin Campbell, uh, and that was... um, looking after a prison, being prison chaplain to uh, the prison in Invercargill. And um, it was a a wonderful time to actually really work with people who had largely hit rock bottom, but to still share a bit of joy and life. And uh, I remember actually when I was appointed to the um, prison chaplaincy, uh, my mother was always a great believer, God rest her soul, uh, of me being kept busy, otherwise I could be dangerous. And she was actually in hospital, Palmerston North Hospital at the time, and I'm sure some of you may have been in hospital where you're in a room with four beds. Anyway, she was talking on the phone to me, and, and all that the people in the room could hear is, I'm so pleased you're in prison. That's just where you need to be. It'll be a wonderful place to keep you occupied. And I told her off. I said, Mother, please, you know, I mean, the other patients will think I'm an inmate. I've actually got the keys. But it was a wonderful time, and I would encourage anybody who is involved in any volunteer work to contemplate connecting with our prisons. They are the place, really, that looks after people when there isn't anyone else to look after them. And admittedly, there are people there who have done uh, absolutely horrendous and heinous things. But we are all people um, seeking to be closer to God and hopefully in heaven one day. And there is a lot of suffering that has gone on there and in people's lives and situations. And so to reach out to people in our community and particularly help those who are reintegrating back into society is a wonderful gift. So I I, I, I shout out too to our uh, corrections officers. Uh, They do a magnificent job, often not really uh, given the credit which they should be given for the work in which they do uh, with uh, many, many people. So that's just a little bit of my history um, here. Um, I could prattle on forever, but I'm not going to, other than to say my last parish, uh, actually there's nothing worse than a priest saying he's going to end and not. But I will just say a last parish of Whanganui was a, a very interesting uh, appointment, um, particularly working with the Maori community up the Whanganui River. And I know there's a lot, often a lot of debate of what we call Whanganui. Do we call Whanganui or Whanganui? And the answer is definitive. The uh, iwi up the uh, Whanganui River uh, spell Whanganui with an H, but it is a silent H. So, for example, the word uh, whanau uh, is spelt with an H, a W-H, but it is pronounced up the river Wānau. There is no H. So if you're in the Whanganui region, you don't say Whanganui, it's Whanganui. Uh, but outside you can say whatever you like. Um, I came in trying to be extra sensitive and uh, was told off at the Morai for using the wrong pronunciation. Anyway, I don't I digress now and can go on forever. But to continue with our time of prayer, let's just still ourselves now and ask the Lord to be with us with the needs that we want to place before him. As we enter into these few short prayers, we pray for ourselves, and the greater needs of the world. For the church, guided by the Spirit to recognize the presence of Jesus in our midst, let us place our needs before the Lord. For all living in loneliness at home, in nursing facilities or in retirement residences, for recovery of those seriously ill in hospital, for intensive care units, and for the safety and health of all caregivers. Lord, hear us. For an openness in the hearts of all to understand how God is calling them, whether to marriage, to ministry, religious life, or a single life, and for those who mentor them in this process. Lord, hear us. For the hungry, the disadvantaged of our community, for those who work with young people, the poor and the needy, and for all secondary students preparing for a new academic year, Lord, hear us. For the spiritual and physical well-being of all people, for your beloved ones whom have left our community and have been called to the heavenly kingdom, Lord, hear us. Longing for the coming of God's kingdom, we pray the prayer Jesus himself taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Well, thank you for joining in this time of prayer and reflection. I just wish to encourage you, and whatever the day holds for you, that it may be a time of great joy as we honour the Lord this day. Know that my prayer for you is that uh, the Lord will touch you in some special way through this radio program and what you have heard and have learnt. And so to finish today, we will probably have uh, another recorded hymn to finish because I might not be long enough, which is actually a surprise to me, so that's great. But I'm going to join in singing um, over the ear a hymn that I particularly like. I heard the voice of Jesus say, The voice of Jesus. Touching us and challenging us and giving us comfort. So if you're not, feel free to sing along wherever you are or to hum along. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, O weary one, lay down your head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, so weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give. The living water, thirsty one, Stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus, and I drank Of that life-giving stream." My thirst was quenched, my soul relieved, and now I live in Him. I heard the voice of Jesus say, I am this dark world's light. Look unto me, your morn shall rise, and all your day be bright. I look to Jesus and I found in him my star, my son. And in that light of life I'll walk till traveling days are done. Take care, everyone. Blessings and kakitiano. Kia whakapaini koutu e te Tomatua, me Meta Wairua, Tapu. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.